AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel It's season 10, episode 30 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Season 10. Season fuck. 10 of episode 30 of the Fighting Cop Double Podcast. Yeah, it's, it's madness. It's a madness. Uh, Flurry's Filth. How you doing, mate? Good, good, good. We've got Alex from Bristol. How you doing? What's going on? on? Well, <clears throat> it, I just hope that you're more a little bit more upbeat than you was last time. Not, not that you have to, you know, this isn't about happy clapping. This is about you talking in a way that doesn't sound like you're about to do something bad. I was fine. I think you'll find from most of the replies that people just stick to death of the bullying. I think that's. I think that's what we've learned from last week's episode. Do you know what? I did li- listen back to it, and uh, I felt like I was being a little bit harsh. Like I was jumping. I must say, right, the timing of Steve entering the chat and making that little notification bell, yeah, yeah. just after I say, right, fuck it, I'm going, was absolute <laughs> comedy gold. So I thought you'd actually left. <laughs> um, I've never heard you sound like that. Your voice went into like a weird tone. That I'd never heard before. Yeah, but I didn't. I di- because I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't like the idea that I'd said too much to make you react in the way that <laughs> I, that that you didn't react. Um, You've done it before. I know. Remember I know. when at the end of a podcast once you and Bardi were talking about like a cat getting killed and our favourite road it was in the middle of an international break and I just walked out because I was like, "Fuck this! This is ridiculous." <laughs> uh, so I just, you know, I, I it, that I. I don't want that. To, I don't. I don't want to be known as the bloke who bullies you out. <laughs> and uh, you know, just for the record, Alex is up there with 
you know, Margaret Thatcher as people I admire. Okay, <laughs> good. I'm glad that fell on deaf ears. Uh, <laughs> the Fighting Cock is, is sponsored by William Hill, uh, the official partner of Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham have just, um, you know, drawn to Crystal Palace. This was the, the island amongst very diff- difficult, difficult wars, wasn't it? it um, we, we had Chelsea, Man United, Arsenal, games that historically we wouldn't expect much from. Um, we managed to get the, the, those results and uh, we're playing Crystal Palace and it ended up with us drawing, even though, well, we're going to break it down, but even though, um, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm pretty sure we walked away from that game under Jose Mourinho with the three points. We had a question from Watson and he said, uh, should everyone calm down after one poor result? Away to Palace is never easy anyway. And let's not forget, we took seven points from the last three games. So reactionary on here, i.e. Twitter. It's ridiculous. Yesterday wasn't ideal, but we're doing well, T. Yeah, I mean, I agree with him. You know, it's annoying that you know, we go a goal up and we maybe didn't press home the advantage. But you know, Palace away isn't isn't a game that we generally win by loads anyway. Um, it's frustrating to draw, but the other results were in our way and it ended up being okay, but there was a massive overreaction. I think there was on reply to Spooky that I shared with you guys where it said, um, paraphrasing here, um, Man City are missing Aguero, Liverpool are missing Van Dijk, we should be building a lead. I mean, that's just mental, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's crazy to... You can't compare what's happening elsewhere unless you're talking about Arsenal, where you know that the, any, anything other any other team does impacts what you can do. Like one of the, one of the most comforting things that Jose Mourinho says is, "We're not in the title race. We're just trying to win every game. You can't win every game. You can't. And and, and even games you expect to win, we saw under Pochettino. We saw under Redknapp before him." You don't always win them, so it's not the end of the world if you if you if you draw away at Palace. Alex, what what, what do you take away from it? Uh, yeah, I mean an element of frustration because mainly because of, I mean that second half performance. I just I just would have liked to have seen us just push just push on and press that advantage because we had it. There's no doubt that we had it, and I don't think it was a, my main disappointment was the fact of if Palace had just kind of clawed their way back into it through sheer will, I think I'd have been a bit more, a bit happier, but it, it felt like it was us just going, actually, yeah, we, we'll, we'll just do what we've, we've been doing, which is fair enough. But then the, that's, you know, cause it's working and, and like you can't criticize what's happened over the last couple of weeks because there's nothing to criticize, but the, the downside of playing that way um, is, is that when that happens, then you you've got a limited most of the time a limited number a number of minutes to try and react again. One thing I thought was good though was that we did it was kind of a positive and a negative was the gear change after they scored was yeah. really quick. We got right at them, but then that also makes me think, well, why the fuck weren't you doing that before? Because like, this this is your chance to go and do it. You're not playing. You're not playing a team that is dominating possession. You gave that to them as a team that doesn't usually dominate possession. We let them do it in that second half. Yeah, we did. We did. But I feel like that, that went into a game plan. It wasn't like we weren't good enough or we couldn't. Well, that's not what Mourinho says. He says that they did the opposite of what he asked them to do. Did he? Hmm. After the game, he said, I asked them to do certain things and we did the complete opposite. So which is it? Well, uh, I don't know what he means by that. So uh, because I haven't heard that, I, I can't react in, in a way that's going to make it look good for him. So I, <laughs> so I won't. And uh, what I will say is from my own eyes that we, um, it seemed like we were protecting the win or protecting the lead. And that um, when they scored, we were immediately able to change the game plan and start attacking. Uh, it might seem like a basic thing to be able to do. All right, suddenly we don't have anything to defend, so we need to attack. But it seemed to happen with such an easy transition that that maybe this is something we've planned for. That that Jose Mourinho and the rest of his coaching staff know that we're not going to win every game. We're not going to score early every game. And if we 
if we want to, if we if there is a situation where we need to attack the opposition's goal, that we can do it, and we we did. Like like you said, Al, it was it it it's well, only about last fifteen minutes. And to be fair, I mean the keepers made two in particular two absolute inc- incredible saves. So th- there's that as well. So you're right, it's not the end of the world. And Palace away is a, is a is a difficult place. We've seen we've seen other people's title chain challenges end there numerous times before United's have ended there before Liverpool's has ended there before later in seasons you know it's not an easy place to go they had fans back and we know that obviously Selhurst Park is one of the you know is 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 one of the best for kind of fans driving players on that would have been a big lift for them as well it was difficult no no one's I don't think anyone I mean I don't think I expected us to win uh going into that I thought after we got the goal and after the first half performance I was like okay well there's no reason why we shouldn't now and I think, like I said, that's just where the frustration lies. But yeah, look, in the end, you've had a day where that result hasn't mattered quite as much. Um, and this season, like no other, those weekends are going to be the ones that matter. This isn't going to be a someone wins the league 15, 20 points season. It's not going to happen. This is going to be this is going to be more like the championship this year. Does not does that not suit Jose Mourinho? Where every, every point is going to be dragged and 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 um, achieved, whereas you know, you look at it, like similar. A lot of people are comparing us to Leicester because of the way we're playing. It's comparable to Ranieri's tactics, where he played mm-hmm. a sort of Christmas tree for that formation, which allowed people um, all the time they wanted on the wings, but they absolutely choked the life out of the game in the centre of the park. It kind of feels like there is, a, a, you know, you can compare the two. Uh, Leicester was a season where people, uh, teams across the board were dropping points that no one was playing to their capabilities the big six in inverted commas weren't picking up points and it was only Tottenham really that chased them and then Arsenal towards the end obviously but um, it, it, it does feel like maybe this could be one of the seasons where Spurs or any other team like Spurs ha- make great strides compared to where we were last season T do you make anything uh-huh. of that? Well, a lot was said when we spoke last week at length about what the pundits were saying. We had, what, 30, 40% possession against um, Arsenal and Chelsea and, and those sides. Yesterday, I think, 40 minutes in, we had 63% possession and we looked good for it. We were using the ball very well yesterday. So we've got multiple ways of winning the game. And any other week, a couple of those chances that the keeper made good saves on going. So... It's just, one, it's just one of those things, really. Um, as Alex said, I don't think it's going to be Liverpool getting close to 100 points again this season. But I think there's a cliche to say that anyone who finishes above Liverpool wins the league. We've just got to try and keep as close to Liverpool as we possibly can. We've only been it's top so of the league early. four weeks. It's so early Sorry? as well, though. I think yeah. I think we underestimate how, how early in the season this is, particularly in a season like this. You know, 12 games is it is nothing after, after, after the wave of season's gone the way it's been dragged out last year and, and started early this year or started you know with a, sh- a shorter break I mean the the test will be this year is is who manages that Christmas and January period the best and also manages to um to to ride the latter part of the season when game particularly if we're still in Europa League and Carlin Cup and all the rest of it it's going to be about how no one really knows how any team's going to manage that because no one's really done it this way before. I think that actually plays into our hands a little bit because of the way we play. I don't think we're busting guts every week, which I think will probably help us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, this is what will make the league different this year because everyone's going into unknown territory once we get into um, once we get into February sort of time. Well, we don't concede goals as well. And that's uh, that's the most important thing. We'll always score goals with Huminson and Harry Kane as long as they're fit. But there, there's always goals in Tottenham. No matter how defensive we play or how conservative we play, there will always be goals there. If we continue to play as diligently as we have done defensively, then we won't concede them. I think we've got the best defence in the league. We've got yeah. the best well, goal yeah. difference I mean, in the league. That was, uh, that was the first goal we conceded in 475 minutes. <laughs> The league, and, and that could have, it could have potentially been avoided. I mean, it would it could have been avoided by doing your best to um, not foul the wingers that they had. But in Eze and Zaha, these are two players that are going to get fouled. 
So you're always going to concede free kicks to them. Uh, it was a great free kick in. Do you think Loris could have done better, Al? Uh, I think he saw it very... I think it's harsh on him to us to, to do better. I think you, you can see from his reactions that he sees it very late. It's a very jerky-type reaction, yeah. which normally tells you that, you know, something is different to what he's expected. I think the problem... I think you're absolutely right. You know, making too many of those fouls from wide positions, going in and as Bardi calls it, you know, causing chaos in the box. There's only so many times you can get away with it. Yeah. Um, and we we... Dealt with it quite well against City, against Arsenal, against Chelsea. Um, you know, and we've conceded one, you know, in those four games when that was happening a lot. You know, those free kicks from wide areas coming into the box um, for those last four games. So, like I said, I, I was quite pleased with with the performance overall, apart from that half hour, you know, kind of from 55 to, or sorry, from, from 45 to 75, you know, and it, that's hopefully that's another lesson learned. You know, these guys are learning lessons as they go along. I guess what, um, you're saying, what you're saying now is that they could have taken Tottenham could have taken the game to Palace a little bit more. Without... But they but they should have. They should have. They let we let Palace in. It wasn't the other way around. That that was my frustration. There's, um, there's a happy medium, I think, somewhere between what we are able to do with the ball and what we we're able to do without the ball, and somewhere in between there is is the perfect balance. And well, this sure. is why I was so interested in. In Mourinho's comments afterwards, when he was saying, "That's not what I asked him to do," so you know, I asked him to press high and go and, and go and force the the advantage. So that's why I'm interested in because is it a question of of the players kind of learning the triggers of when to of when to yeah. hold and when when to keep going, or is that just his way of protecting players, or is that him just ego? I don't know yet. Um, maybe, maybe it's that that he has drilled that into them, so it's become such a second nature to them maybe. that it's very difficult for them in this in, in that instance to switch. And and yeah, and look, play. And there's worse, there's a lot worse traits to have than being too solid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, that, and that's the thing. Like, I, <clears throat> obviously, I've, I'm uh, Alex, as you well know, and you've made a point of. Is the fact that I'm all in on Jose Mourinho. I've never seen anything like it. I just, I just, re- I, I, I just, I sniff success for the first time. Genuinely, not making excuses for why we don't get the trophies and Spurs are a great football club and what a football club to belong to. I, all, I believe in all of that still. And if we don't win any trophies under Jose Mourinho, I'll recover. But I kind of feel like there's something going on at the football club with him at the helm that sets sets this Tottenham team apart from the other ones that we've loved dearly, Redknapp, Pochettino. That 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 that's why I'm 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 all in. And I'm not all in in, in a sense of I'm gonna scream in your face, Alex, when it goes right for Spurs. It's not like it's not like it's nothing to do with mm. one upmanship. It's not that. It's not it's just I want it so bad. I really, really want it and I feel like this is potentially this is our greatest chance. And I feel like that as well a little bit. I feel like that there that there is definitely a there's definitely a, there's definitely a change in the club. I, I think you'd have to be a moron to 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 not acknowledge that. Um, I just uh, I just know it's just it, with Mourinho it is it is very. I just find it culty. Yeah, I, I get know. it. I get it. I get it. But yeah, but because it's it's almost like um. There's... But I was the same. But I was the same with Pochettino. I wouldn't have a word about him when we were losing three 0 to Brighton. So is what it is. It is. It is. And 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 there is there is seismic differences between people that really dislike Mourinho because of who he is as a as a person, and they also typically don't like the way he plays football. And then the other side of uh, I would say the other side. You're talking about nine out of ten Spurs fans because we put a poll out on on Twitter and nine out of ten said that they want Mourinho at the football club. So there is, uh, I think there's a you know a, a sizable majority of Spurs fans that are buying into him. Um, but it's always there's always going to be divi- di- um, a separation. Well, he is. He, I think I think the issue just the way it is. Issue with Mourinho, oh, Flav, is that if he doesn't win, and there's nothing else there, and what I mean by that is that if Pochettino doesn't win a game, then it's fine. We love him. We believe in the philosophy, and 
with Mourinho, if you don't win, is you know we've not exactly. I'm doing devil's advocate here. We've not been entertained for the previous ninety minutes, and we've not won, so we've got nothing out of the game. So that's probably where where they're coming from. It's all about winning, and this season we've been doing that ninety percent of the time. So so it's all good. And I mean, I'm I'm with you. I, I do feel that there is something different now than the, than than under Pochettino. And it just feels like the players are buying, in, buying into it too. Uh, you, you know, you look at the first half, you know, we were all over them. The goal was coming. The goal came, albeit fortuitously, from Harry Kane. And I'm still confident we can manage the the, the teams in the bottom half. My only misgiving is um, why Vinicius wasn't in the squad. I mean, do you know? Do you guys know why? Or was it just not picked? Or was it he I didn't Ill? see anything. No, I didn't see anything. COVID. Yeah, you just have a big, big, big lump up. <laughs> Just have a big lump up front and, you know, just when things... They're getting on top of us a bit. If you just had them on in the second half, just you know, put them up there just to cause a bit of havoc, I think we'd have been a lot better off than we were. I think I, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I am... I'll just say, I'll tell you what I am excited about, right, is that... Uh, and I know it's probably a bit cliche that you hear from pundits and stuff, but Mourinho does look like he's got a little bit of swagger back. A, like clint, it was a, little, a, clint, a clint in his eye. Yeah. I agree. Oh, God, yeah. I hate that. But he does... Um, he does look like he, where he he's was, kind of in. He's, he's in it, you know. He what was I mean? unhappy at United. Now he's happy. That, that's uh, what yeah. It looked like he leapt in his car at points last season, but now it looks like, as you guys have said, he's got that look in his eye again. And it's different. The thing is, we're watching Tottenham do something different than what any of us probably have experienced for you know for a long, long time. You know, there's, it is clear what we're trying to do. There is an opportunity this season. There is a very, very easy to understand way of, of how we're going to play against the big sides. So that plan is laid out in front of you. So what's exciting is, is fuck, if we can actually execute that, then God knows what, who knows what can, what we can achieve. And I'm, I'm excited about that. Absolutely. I, um, I, I did a, a piece of work when I was working at Bull Street with uh, Rory Jennings. And, I, and I'm sure everybody listened to this podcast who knows Rory from his, his work across YouTube probably hates his guts. Um, but I remember having a conversation with him when they signed Sari. And Sari, before joining Chelsea, I think he... he, he yeah, before joining Chelsea, he was at Napoli, but he hadn't won anything. He came close. He hadn't won anything. And um, I remember asking him the question about what he thought of signing a manager that hadn't won a, a single thing, given the fact that historically he'd heralded Jose Mourinho for, you know, just delivering trophies after trophies when there'd been decades without winning anything pretty much. And he didn't have a, a good answer to, to come back with. He, he, he'd he been so steeped in, in, in glory, in winning things, that it became the only thing that was important to him. And at the time I was thinking... Yeah, you ain't you ain't got it. You don't you don't understand what this is about. The, this is about the journey. This is about um, enjoying every moment to the path to success. And then we didn't have it. We didn't. Pochettino didn't deliver. And I remember talking to him previously when Jose Mourinho was his, was their manager, and he was like, "This this this is the this is the point. This is the point. I don't care about how we play. I don't care about um, anything other than." Just winning something. I, just... I think that's the. Do you know what? That's the difference, though, and, and I think, and that's where those kind of fault lines are. And I don't. I really don't think, unless you have a really sustained. I mean, Chelsea's changeover was obviously quite dramatic in terms of, in terms of the volume and how quick it happened because of the takeover. But I think that's where the fault lines are. Like I, I'm not. I can't do that. I'm, I'm not there yet. I, I don't. I don't think I ever will be. But it doesn't mean that I can't be excited about what's happening this season. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I don't want him to do well. Of course. You just have to be able to have a sensible kind of converse yeah. uh, about it. Do you know what I mean? That's that's the difference. And that's what I hope Spurs fans are able to be able to do. Because I think if you go too far either way, you're either an absolute, you know, either, it, it, you know, you never quite get there. And it, and it does end up boring frustration. You just go around in circles. Or you turn into the other fan bases that we've always derided. I think we're in a quite happy medium right now. I, I think we've kind of got the best of both worlds. I think after we uh, slap Liverpool Anfield, then every, everyone's going to feel great. Um, T, 
We've got a question from Fraser. He says, if we had a manager like Nagelsmann who plays attacking, more entertaining football, would we still be in the mix for the title? It's a great shout. Uh, it's difficult to say. I think Mourinho is a perfect manager for, for right now. And I often said that about Redknapp. Redknapp was the right manager at the right time. If Redknapp took over any other time, maybe it wouldn't have been as successful. Yeah. I think going from Pochettino to a Nagelsmann type manager probably wouldn't have helped us this season in particular where the league's going to be very tight, games are going to be very tight and there's lots of injuries because of the calendar. So you have to kind of temp, you kind of taper your playing style to allow yourself to not have lots and lots of injuries. And, you know, the way we've managed them, um, on Dombele's minutes as well was into that. So I don't think more expansive manager would have, would have, you know, made us any better as well. So I think we've got the right manager for what we're trying to do right now. See, do you think um, Deli Ali coming on as sub, being a part of that, that sort of squad, being trusted to come on, is a marker towards a future where he, you know, becomes again a an important part of our squad. Well, I think um, Gareth Bell was ill, was out for illness, and probably why Delhi was in the squad at all. However, his attitude when he came on looked on point. You know, he won a very good tackle early on. I remember it was done if it was Van Arnhol or Zaha that he dispossessed and started started a counter attack. I'd love to see Delhi have a future. And you know, Alex mentioned the Christmas fixtures, and surely Delhi gets some minutes in those, as does Bell. All these guys have got a role to play, but the Euros on the horizon. I can understand Delhi wanted to move away. He's been linked with Everton today and PSG as well on loan. But I think we, we would all like to see Delhi play for Tottenham and give a smile on his face and be a part of our title win inside. I was really impressed with him. Uh, like the first thing he did when he came on was was run nearly thirty five yards and make what was a really really good tackle and a really composed yeah. tackle. It was two on two at one point, and he just he he tracked he tracked he jockeyed he jockeyed and then just put his foot in at the perfect moment and won it. Didn't dive in or anything like that. You know, it it was great. And then wow, did you notice his body language and he won that tackle? You can see it gave him a bit of a lift. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's and that's that's what you, and that's what you need, and that's why my frustrations has come sometimes in some of these European, like we talked about last Thursday, and the free subs and that type of stuff, um, and him not getting on, and that and that's what my point has always been with those is I think you need you know the players that are ones that that get lifts from things like that, that get lifts from moments rather than perhaps an arm around the shoulder, and he's clearly quite clearly one of them, so. You know, as, as someone who is that talented, then surely you have to try and harness that when you can. I agree that he shouldn't have, that he, that he shouldn't have been playing in the City games and the Chelsea games and Arsenal games. I, I have no issue with that. It's just in those games where you think, well, yeah, you are going to need him over Christmas and you are going to need Bale and Vinicius over, over these times. Um, which just so it just surprised me how it's been how it's been used. But look, like I said, he's won 22 major trophies, so you can't can't question it too much. But uh yeah, that's it's nice to see. And hopefully that's a little sign to say, look, I can do some of the dirty work as well. You know, don't forget about me. And let's hope that happens. Um, Alex, mm. I've got, I'm going to put you on the spot here, mate. Go on. Um, so uh, there was a Europa League draw today, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the league leaders in England, Italy, Spain, Germany and France and Netherlands are all uh, in Europa League. Can you name? Can you name three out of the uh, out of the six who are top what? At, top who, of league? None, none, top? So yeah, of, of all the major leagues in 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 Europe, none of them, none, none of the teams at the top are in in the Champions League. All of them are in Europa League currently. Top number one in England, obviously. Right. You got any others? Uh... Do you know who's, who's top of the Spanish league? Uh, I'm not sure, uh, mate. I was I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm not sure. Rabi right. old club. I, I'm not sure. I'm looking at it. I'm not sure it's right. I'm looking at the German league. I'm not sure that that's right either. Or the French league. Dutch, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've heard. What well, I was hearing someone. I was hadn't um, listened to talk sport for the draw, and they were talking about uh, um, talking about teams who. Um, <laughs> what, what are you saying? Come on. Who were top? Oh, I'm try- is it who's who's David Silva playing for in Spain? Sociedad. 
They're top, Spain, yeah. Real, Real Sociedad are, yeah. are top of the Spanish league. Who are top? Germany's of... probably. Germany's probably. So who's in Europa League that they were talking about? Uh, who's in Europa League is Germany? Uh, Leipzig, no, Wolfsburg, uh, Le- uh, Leverkusen. Uh, what? He's, 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 he's only pull, he's pulling this out. All right, Con, France. And Alex. Oh, never know. Uh, Fra- France and Holland. Oh, I know, because they were saying... Um... <laughs> Fuck, I do know. Uh, Lil, Lil. Yes, yes, yes. Alex. Yes. Come on. Come on. Yes, Alex. Holland. Holland. Well, that has to be Ajax, surely. Ajax, yeah. indeed. And uh, can you round this off for Italy? Who's yeah. top of the league in Italy? Inter Milan. Oh, oh so on. close. AC Milan. Alex, that was fantastic. If you were uh, a part of the quiz that's coming in about 10 minutes' time, yeah, that would have been a great series of answers. Um, I'm gonna DM, I'm gonna DM you to be part of the quiz. Do I have to DM you? No, you don't. You don't. You can just say, "Can I take part?" and then we'll get you on. We have got yeah. Mikel on the line, and and he'll be coming on shortly. This uh, Mikel is a is a guy who, who who DM'd me, and he said he's only got three or four answers wrong in the history of this quiz, which has been going on for about six weeks. Uh, what I want to take your your minds to just for a moment is probably the best jingle that we've ever produced i'm gonna say we engineer out <laughs> as producer it's coming soon um yeah so europa league like you happy with a draw um well yeah i am because i thought we had wolfsburg from germany yeah, i know <laughs> i know so, <laughs> see is it embarrassing the fact that i didn't know there were two wolfsburgs like the oh. wolfsburger and wolfsburg of of germany i didn't know until today but did you not said they're on until today no yeah, I had no idea either. I, t- I put it in the oh, group so- and I was like, oh, Wolfsburg, fucking hell. Yeah, six, six wins, five draws, undefeated. <laughs> we, we, I was like, they're undefeated. Bundesliga. They're like, <laughs> obviously, they've got to be good. And then uh, who, who came? Is it you, T, who came in and went? It might have been me because I said, um, hang on, they're fourth in their league. What's going on there? Then I had another look. Oh, no, it's got to be the Austrian one. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> you, I didn't know there I was know. an Austrian one. Um, so they're what? like eight and Laska third. What a competition to be a part of where well, we have been in tin pot, isn't it? But, no, but seriously, after 30 years of watching our football team play, after te- 10 years together watching our football team play, the Europa League is educating us, and you've got to love it. Um, yeah, it's amazing. All right, right, we're gonna we'll move on. So, we've got some, we, we want to talk a little bit about the other teams that are, that are playing in the Premier League currently because Chelsea. You know, they, they lost to Everton. And everyone's been bigging up Chelsea, haven't they? Like, Chelsea, Manchester City, Liverpool, they're the only ones that can actually contend. Like Spurs are top of the league. They've only been top of the league four years, four weeks on the bounce. But mm-hmm. Chelsea are the team. Uh, so so this is a tweet we got from William Barber. He says, uh, Chelsea have not beaten a team in the top half of the league and not scored against any of the top six. Do you think that we have a better chance at the league than what a better chance at the league than and what do you think of people saying they're better than us knowing this stat um i don't know what the first question was but but do, do you think that um you know that, that we we need to be wary of the uh, of, of surely we have to be wary of them but there, there's been a lot of hype around chelsea probably undue hype because they haven't done it against the big boys have they no and that's pretty much a marker of you know whether they're going to compete for the league or not. I mean, Chelsea are still doing all right. They're no, they're no mug. I had no idea about that stat until last weekend, and it's just um, amazing, really. Um, I have it's had COVID, and um, I don't know if any of you guys saw the Paul Pogba article where he said he's really struggled to recover from it. And it obviously can affect lung capacity, so it might be the latest in a long line of stories of footballers who who, you know, adversely affected by, you know, by, by having COVID. The best thing to come out but, of the coronavirus is Havertz not being very good. Yeah, because I really thought it was going to be the bollocks in the league as well. So probably helped us, probably did us a favour, to be fair. But no, um, it was a massively good weekend for us. The Chelsea not winning was, I was very surprised by that. And it's fucking glorious. Can we talk end. about Arsenal? Go on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Look, what... What what is going on? Because 
it, like if you if you remove Arsenal fan TV, which you can't because bizarrely they've found themselves deeply entrenched with the actual football club, where whatever Arsenal Arsenal players do on the pitch and whether how, however they perform, immediately as a fan of another club, you go can't wait for Arsenal fan TV tonight, and it's almost like they're. It's getting worse. They're, they're behaving in in a more problematic way than they ever have the, before. Like there was that that one with DT was going. He turned to Robbie and go, "Can I throw the chair or pay for any damages?" But what? <laughs> what? What? I um, it's weird. If you talk about just quickly on on Arsenal fan TV first, I actually like I watched a lot of it last night again whilst the game was on because I genuinely find it fast. It's like it's like going to a zoo. I genuinely find it quite interesting just to kind of sit and watch what's happening behind the yeah, glass. Yeah, but a bad, a bad zoo where the animals aren't treated properly and they don't get yeah. fed pro- properly and the, the Russians prod them with sticks. But on a whole, like, they weren't screaming. They just looked so utterly resigned, you know, which is which is great. You know, that that's... I told, like I said last week, them being just stuck in this ever-perpetual cycle of mediocrity is what is what we should hope for because that's where we'll get the best stuff. Um... But yeah, watch it. Actually, watch. So I watched the game last night, and they are um, they have players that have still been there from from that Wenger time. You know, this is they're they're gonna they're going through the same thing as what Manchester United have gone through in terms of losing someone who's been there for so long, and then having to kind of reinvent themselves, and they just can't figure out what it is, and they've yeah. just got. They've got players there with absolute no bollocks what whatsoever, and and you and like I said again, I said this last week. You can't tell me that the pure online presence that Arsenal fans have, not just on Arsenal fan TV, there's three or four other platforms and stuff. That it it just creates that atmosphere, um, and there's no way that the players aren't aware of. It. Well, we know that they are aware of it. We've heard Bellerin talk about it. We've heard seen Aubameyang interact. You know, it's there's no way that it that it doesn't affect. And other clubs should look at that and recognise that as an issue, not just for them as a football club, but them as a business as well. And Arsenal are trying to play this way at the minute where they're putting in 20, 22, 25 crosses a game and nothing's happening. Um, They were so poor last night. They had 10, 15 minutes after the second half started where they, again, lots of crosses causing chaos in the box. Burnley were kind of, doing all right but they may hanging on is probably a bit strong but they were you know it was definitely Arsenal's game to lose at that point and then Jacker goes and does what he does and they then just absolutely capitulate you know, know. If, if before Mourinho came to us right you would have seen Mourinho going to I know he's got a bit of history with them with the Chelsea stuff and and um the Wenger stuff but you know if any if they if anyone needs a manager like Mourinho right now it's probably Arsenal yeah, absolutely absolutely oh I'll I'll dice. <laughs> there's, there, took, there's, you know, there was two or three genuinely serious um, suggestions last night from from some of their lot on on there about Wenger coming back as an interim. Imagine that. Imagine it. Imagine the lack of self respect. Imagine everything that they've done. Like, and I know we take everyone takes a piss out of DT, right? Because you know his reactions are mental, right? And it's a moron. But, but I, I don't. I got to be honest. I don't mind him. I think when he's actually talking normally and actually talking about football, I actually quite agree with him on a lot of stuff. What, we we can all react- do that. We can all sit, when we calm, everyone can talk sensibly about. I know. But club. what I'm saying is, is, is that he's trying to like he's one of the only ones that I've seen on just in general, not just ITV, but just people in general that I see that I know and and speak to as Arsenal fans. So it's actually genuinely believes that Arteta should stay because they're just going to go into another cycle of another new manager, another bounce. And then I mean, the he, same players will end up fucking them over again. He, the better Yeah, but he started this process with these. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Silly little fucking flags that he made. Mate, come on. He's not that. That he. I mean, I get. It. I get that anyone with like um, a modicum of understanding of, of of football can talk coherently when they're calm. The the. the the reality is that when things go wrong, he starts stamping. Stamping. That's his whole, that's, <laughs> that's his whole brand. I mean, he's going to make a tidy sum of money by 
are those reactions? I mean, that's what we're talking about today. We're not talking about anyone else. I mean, there's a middle-aged bloke next to Robbie whose name escapes Lee. me. It's not, it's, not, it's not Lee, is it? Is that Lee? Lee Judges, yeah. I thought Lee Judges has his own channel. No, that's Lee Gunner. I know all okay. this shit, mate. <laughs> okay, okay. So this guy, you know, he called Kane a dirty bastard. That's gotten a bit viral, but mainly about what DT's going to do what? next. Boys, and that's his whole... Yeah, I mean, fuck it. Hopefully, um, he struggles. Um, what well, I, I, I want to ask you about this sort of thing about Kane backing into players. Like, it isn't. It's mental. Yeah, it's not the best thing you can do in terms of protecting the safety of players you're playing with. But none of us, no football fan, is watching a a game of football and thinking. I hope one of our forwards doesn't back into uh, another player in case he he injures himself. No, we're not. No, none of us are thinking that. Of course not. But that's not even the point. The point is that this has been around. This is it, it, it's as if he's like gone. Oh, look at what Kane's kind of found out that you can do. <laughs> I mean, Alan Shearer did this for years. Duncan Ferguson did this for years. Yes, you got a Shearer, Ferguson, uh, Darren Bent used to do it a hell of a lot. Uh, people like, um, you know, not just these these bigger kind of lumps as well. You used to see Cantona do it. These are pl- clever players with football in IQ. If there's a law that needs to come in where it's something that's looked at a little bit more, fine. I, I completely understand that, you know, in, this, in, in, in the way that football is going. But what I find mental, and I do mean mental, is that as if people have just gone, oh, he's found this little loophole, the sneaky little bastard. Look at him. Look at him just tipping people over on his back as if it's not happened in every Sunday league, in every Saturday half-decent standard league and professional league for the last 40 years. It's, I, I, I don't get angry at it. It genuinely makes me laugh. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I want to move on. We, we need these, these, these two questions very quickly because we want to get onto the quiz because Michael is waiting. Um, Sol Cara, you, you put this in the running order, T. Uh, so yes. will Flav be a tad upset if Arsenal get relegated? Um, absolutely not. I, I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't subscribe to this idea that we need Arsenal at all. If I never see Arsenal Football Club ever again in my life, it'll be too soon. I don't want them. As rivals, but there's there's many other rivals we can have. There's Chelsea, West Ham waiting in the wings. Arsenal are not important to us. They're not a North London club. They never were. They they came into our um, territory and claimed their stake. And they, to be fair, over a, you know a few decades, you know, fair enough, their, their their stake was claimed, but not anymore. They're done. So. I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be upset if they completely disappeared. The worst part of Arsenal disappearing, getting relegated, going into administration, whatever it was, would be that some of their scummy little fans would try and jump ship. And you know it would happen because that's how vacuous they are. That's how weak their framework is in terms of supporting their football club. They'd go, oh, Arsenal not here anymore. Let's... Should we support Spurs? <laughs> You're not welcome. Um, so no, I wouldn't I'd give a fuck about them. I literally don't care about. It. I just want them gone. I want them gone. Uh, Connor G. He says Arsenal spending the best part of a million pound a week on Abamyang, William, and Ozil's wages. What would be a better way to spend that money? I'll quickly answer. Just give the. 55 people that you made redundant and Gunnosaurus because like, whatever he's a nonce doesn't matter um, just give them their jobs back Dave what's up anything to add should we go on to the quiz no man you, you nailed it alright wicked uh, let's uh, let's do the quiz then um, so I'm going to unmute Mikel hello mate how you doing Hey guys, can you hear me okay? We can hear you. All good. Massively. Mikhail, cool. you've bigged yourself up, mate. Yeah, yeah, I know, big time. Did you big yourself up I... to get on the show or did you have you actually well, I... 
Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I've actually uh, got pretty much every answer correct, but I mean, it's it's a it's a lot easier uh, now. I'm probably gonna bottle it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, don't don't take that attitude. Like, go go head first into it. Call <laughs> to your cunt and and go for it. Yeah. Well, boy, boy, yeah. I'm sitting here. <laughs> well, um, let, let me just see. Say, T. I mean, whatever happens, I. Th- I still think you are the king of Spurs quiz. Fuck. Cut him off. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. He, Come on. He, no, Mikel's sh- like, he's showing respect. He, it, it's true. Uh, Flonis Filth is the king of this stuff. Like, he's been doing it week in, week out. Whenever we've done Brady's Brain Busters, T has been smashing it up. Um, he, he I, I think T has deserved the right to stand back and let the pretenders stake claim to the throne. And... Um, we're about to do this. About to get quizzical. Quizzical. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Think man are smart. Come and quiz. Think man are big. Come and quiz. Think man are you with the knowledge for this. Prove that ish on the FC quiz. Think man are smart. Hey, come we quiz. Think man are big. Come we quiz. Think man are you with the knowledge for this. Prove that ish on the FC quiz. Come we quiz then, bruv. Pussy. Okay, so, Mikkel, give it the big, big bollocks, haven't you? Let's yep. uh, let's uh, let, let's get into this. Um, question number one: Name three players that have received two plus red cards in a season. Son, Car Walker, Eunice Cabal. Uh, I've just given you the answer. See, has went on. There's Son. Yep. Oh my God. Car Walker. Correct. And Eunice Cabal. <laughs> <laughs> You are so fucking rubbish at this shit. It's amazing. I love you. I actually, I actually didn't know the Carl Walker thing, but uh, pretty sure about the, the Kabul and Sonny. Mikel, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. In one burgundy. Come on, son. <laughs> How many managers have Tottenham had in the Premier League era? Not including caretakers. Oh, this is tough. Really That's tough. That's a tough one. Can I, can I, uh, T, because you, you always complain now if I give clues. Can I give, like, like maybe two each way? T? One each way, I think is fair. Like clues, man. One each way, all right. Okay, so how many managers have Tottenham had in the Premier League era? One each way. That's hard. Man, it's, not, it's probably going to take some time, but let me just... Right, no, we'll give, we'll give you... Um, We'll give you 30 seconds to figure it out. Al, All right. Alex. Yeah. Um, basically, what happened is Leo does this running order and yeah. he didn't bold the answers, so I just kept, kept reading. So Leo's fault. Do you not? Didn't we say that I was going to do the questions? Well, you, you, I mean, you haven't got them. I've got them. Send them to me. Do you want to carry on? Do you, do you want to take this over? <laughs> Uh, not I, not now because you'll probably send them to the wrong email address and we'll be here all day. I, do you know what? I strive to not be that guy, not be the <laughs> boomer, but I am. I am. This, no. this is me. It makes me. I make myself sick. Right, Mikel, you've had enough time. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be a, a guess. Fifteen. Um, Carl, oh, he's got it because it's fourteen. But he had. We gave him one either side. Fucking oh, nice. How did you come to that answer, Mikhail? Well, I was just like... Google, yeah. Google, yeah. <laughs> no. Google, yeah. 30, 30 seconds. No, um, I was just thinking about... I mean, the, the 90s is a bit of a blur. Um, mm. But uh, I was like counting backwards and uh, adding a couple. Okay. All right. Well, you got, you got the answer right. Uh, that's two out of two. Uh, number three. How many uh, Tottenham players have scored Champions League hat-tricks? Kane, obviously. Yes, Kane's correct. Champions League hat-tricks. Champions League hat-tricks. Uh, Gareth Bale. Correct. And probably the most famous one out of the three. Yeah, I was actually down there. It was, it was like a win, yeah. So you can answer? Or... Do, do, do. <laughs> yeah, two. Let's say two. Oh, dear. Mate. <laughs> Mate, Mikkel, come on. Yeah. Let me give you another. There's three. Let, let, okay. If you can name the other hey, come one. Come on, man. No, I'm, <laughs> le- 
No, no, come on. Come on now. He hasn't, like, he's, all right, all right. Lucas Moura. It's a parliamentary procedure here. Sorry, Damn, sorry, T. Lucas oh. Moura. All right, so two out of three. Uh, yeah. Which three players were in England's 1998 World Cup squad? Which three, pla- three players were in uh, England's 1998 World Cup squad? Which three Spurs what? players? This is Sol really Campbell. hard. Sol Campbell is correct. Yeah. Uh, T, do you know? Anderson? Yes! No. Do you know and... it, T? Uh, yeah, I do. No. I do as well. Oh, the last one. That's a tough one. I'm got... from Denmark, so... Uh... I've got to push you, mate. No. Yeah, no. Don't, Don't know. know. All right, Alex, what's the answer? Darren Anden. He said, said, that, he said Darren Anden. <laughs> Oh, did he? Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Les Ferdinand. Yes, correct. Les Ferdinand was the final answer. That was was that two out of four. Uh, number number five. How many Portuguese players have played for Spurs in the Premier League era, and can you name them? If you can name three, if you can name three, then I'll give you the point. Has it been? Th- Three, yeah. There's been five. Let, name three and I'll give you the point. Uh, Postiga? Yes, correct. Um, Mendes? Yes, Pedro Mendes, correct. One more. Oh, Mikael, we've got to push you. No, oh, I'm, I'm well, is it? it. Well, oh, so- let me ask. For someone who who's only missed two answers or three answers, it's not that tough, mate. Different under the lights, man. This is what happens. This is what happens. I know it. Have you got an Wait. answer, Mikel? No, no. Alex, go on, Alex. Ricardo fucking Russia. Oh yeah, it's correct. You could also got uh, Getson Fernandez, who is in our current squad, and uh, that would be it. I think Jose Dominguez. Mendes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number, Mingus, Mingus, yeah. number six. Who who scored more Premier League goals, Carl Walker or Danny Rose? That is a great question. That is a great question. Um, I'll say Walker. It's incorrect. Walker scored four. Danny Rose scored eight Premier League goals for Spurs. Oh, number I seven. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. Uh, I played for Mets, Newcastle, Fulham, Manchester United, Everton, Spurs, Sunderland, and Lazio. <laughs> Boys, do you know the answer to this? Because I got that one straight away before you even said Spurs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, don't don't say. Uh, can, can I have them again? Yeah, of course. Um, he played for Mets, Newcastle, Fulham, Manchester United, Everton, Spurs, Sunderland, and Lazio. Who is the player? Yeah, I got that. Drawing a blank. Um... There's always excuses, Mikhail. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Come on, mate. It's it's not Steve Madrang, right? No, it's Louis Sorry, Saha. No. So, yeah, it's not do that. Uh, number eight, who Mets joined Newcastle? Again, boy. Yeah, uh, number eight, who joined Spurs on a season-long loan from Manchester United as part of the deal that took Berbatov to United? Oh, that's Fraser Campbell. Yeah, correct. Good, absolutely good one. Uh, number nine. Who scored twice in the League Cup semi-final against Sheffield United in 2015? That's Christian Eriksson. Correct. Uh, number 10. Who said it, Trump or Jose Mourinho? <laughs> good one. Right, so you need to uh, choose which of these was said by Jose, uh, Trump, or Trump, or Jose, whatever. So uh, the first quote is, I think the lady needs to occupy her time and if she takes care of her husband's diet, she will have less time to speak about me. The second quote is... That's bad. That is bad. It's really bad. <laughs> I mean, you don't, you don't say stuff like that. Uh, second, the second quote is, uh, part of being a winner is knowing that when enough is enough. Sometimes you have to give up the fight and walk away and move on to something that's more productive. And the third quote is, 
Sometimes you see beautiful people with no brains. Sometimes you have ugly people who are intelligent, like scientists. <laughs> so if you can choose one of those well, quotes that could be attributed, attributed to do, uh, Jose Mourinho, let me know. I think the middle one. It has to be the middle one. So the middle one would be part of uh, being a winner is knowing when enough is enough. Sometimes yeah, you have I to give so. up the fight and walk away to move on to something productive. I <sighs> think Michelle. so, yeah. Doesn't sound like Trump. Right. So to my dismay, both A and C came from Jose Mourinho. No. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. A, uh, I, I think... <laughs> I, <laughs> I think the lady needs to occupy her time, and if she <laughs> takes care of her husband's diet, she will have less time to speak about me. I think that was about the, uh, the physio. The doctor. Yeah. yeah. And, He's uh, a fucking dickhead, isn't he? Yeah, you're going to love this. This is Jose love Mourinho's me. quote. Uh, Sometimes you see beautiful people with no brains. Sometimes you have an ugly people who are intelligent, like scientists. Wow! <laughs> this is good. Jose Mourinho, our manager. My manager. Um, oh, uh, Mikael, you didn't do as well as you thought no, you could do. No, I, I, I bottled it, but it did, was a tough one this time. Did Did you feel like the questions were harder than like you, you'd heard previously? Some of them, yeah. I felt I thought I felt they were really difficult as well. But yeah. this is the the level we're setting. That it, exactly. It, that, like it, if you're coming on and you want to you want to take on the fighting <laughs> cock Tottenham Hotspur quiz. This is the level you got to be at. And Mikel, uh, this isn't like aimed at you because no. you, you, you've, you know, you, you've listened to the one, the, the earlier uh, quizzes, which were, were easier. Like Jimmy, Rieg- Jimmy Rickle, he's still walking around like the, the streets of wherever he lives, like a god. Ridiculous. This was like a fucking paint by numbers. It was, <laughs> wasn't it? It was. It was like a, a child's, a child's, it was like, you know, like Picasso paints wonderful, like Turner paints wonderful pictures, and then it. and then you've got a, a four-year-old child doing potato prints. That's the quiz that Jimmy Regal won, a potato <laughs> print quiz, and I, I I'm part of it. I, I I you know allowed it to happen, but right now this is the new quiz. This is the most difficult quiz that exists. This is the real quiz. This is the real quiz. <laughs> <laughs> this is the real quiz. Indeed. Um, so um, you know, the, there, there is about 30, 40 people that have DM'd me that want to take part of it. If, you, if you've listened to that right there, that you know, Mikkel had to go through it. If you listen to it and you think that you can still take this quiz on, then uh, DM me again. Because I'm sure a few of you are pooping your pants right now. <laughs> right. That's been it. Uh, Mikael, thank you so much, mate. Take care. Cheers, guys. buddy. And uh, Alex and T, you're, you've been a, a lovely pair of gentlemen, as, 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 as is always. Good. Thank you. There's one quick thing I need to say, though. Dane Scarlett scored past Petr Cech. Dane Scarlett is 16 years old and Cech is 38. He just scored past him in the under-23s. Future is Dane Scarlett. I want to say... Cech is playing in the under-23s. For who? Chelsea. Fuck me. I want to say fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> it's the fighting. It's the fighting. Fuck. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Fuck. A camel Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.